Oh shit, are you serious? <laughs> What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another lovely episode of Ironically Serious. It is your host, Taylor Torres, and I have been vibing with all of these solo episodes lately. There's been so many things I've been experiencing day to day and just good shit happening that has really made me want to do more solos. I do have some really incredible guests coming up that I'm pumped to have on in the next few weeks and months, and I can't wait to bring them to you guys. But before I get into the self-development we're going to talk about today, I want to remind you what this podcast is all about. So if you're new here, welcome to Ironically Serious. I started this podcast July of 2022, and it has just been the most exciting, craziest, fun way I've been able to connect with people and share my story and share other stories. And we get really real here, really raw. We're funny. We're serious. We tell it like it is. But most of all, I want you guys to always walk away learning something, whether it's something about yourself or something about someone else or a technique or a thing or an idea. I want you to always walk away being like, hmm, that was exactly what I needed to hear today. And funny enough... I yesterday had been pitching myself to some people in the DMs. I love sending voice notes. That's totally a sidebar, but I've learned that voice notes are my love language. Sending voice notes, getting voice notes, so much fun, especially with my business account and the podcast or anything like that. When I get a voice note, it's mm, chef's kiss. But I sent a voice note the other day to this girl who I randomly discovered on Instagram and I was absolutely obsessed with her content. She's a copywriter, what have you. Sent her a voice note and she was like, your voice is so comforting. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? I have a good, I have a good voice, which means I have a good podcasting voice, which made me feel really, really good. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that I was in the DMs pitching. I was pitching this podcast for one and just what it is and I wanted her as a guest and I wanted to also pitch to her to have a collaboration with her. I wanted to be a part of the things she was doing in her business. And this is something I have learned in the past really year and a half that is one of the most impactful things I've done in my business as just an entrepreneur and as a woman who is building her resume per se of things I have done to build my authority and share my expertise. And pitching is a huge part of that. Now, for those of you who aren't maybe in the entrepreneurial space or you're new to it, or you're just like, what do you mean by pitching? I mean, putting your self out there, whether it's an opportunity a collaboration, a job, a connection point, a network, pitching yourself, your service, your your genius, whatever it is, to someone who could potentially give you an opportunity. Now, this could be in many different forms, right? You're pitching yourself on a podcast when you're talking about your business. You're pitching yourself when you go on Instagram and talk about what you do on your stories. But what has made a huge impact for me in my business is just 
cold freaking pitching. I remember in 2021, two of my biggest goals for myself really as an individual that tied into my business were get more opportunities to put myself out there. I wanted to get on podcasts. This was way before I had started or even started scheming about my own podcast. I wanted to get on podcasts. I wanted to teach classes online, whether it was webinar style or master classes or retreats. I wanted to speak and lead and I just started pitching. I did a bunch of research on Pinterest and Google of how to pitch yourself, what makes a good pitch, how should you pitch to a podcast versus to you know a press opportunity versus a collaboration. I did all this research and it really came down to one thing, no matter all of different opinions about pitching or about putting yourself out there, it all came down to this one thing, being persistent being persistent. I literally talk about this all the time, especially when it comes to people that I guide or consult through my services and my business, but also just when it comes to building yourself. You have to be persistent with what you're trying to do. If you're trying to pitch yourself to a client or pitch yourself to an opportunity or to a collaboration, you have to go in it being like, I want this and I'm going to make it happen confidence and persistence. It's crazy how those two things combined can literally open doors for you that you would have never imagined were even there to open. I always look at it when I go into pitching myself and I've been consistent with trying to do it every month or so. I'll sit down I have a list of resources that I want to pitch to, whether it's podcast opportunities or potential speaking engagements or other business owners and collaborators that I look up to that I could potentially work with on a project, whatever capacity that may be. Every month or so, I sit down and I spend an hour or two just sending emails, filling out forms, sending those voice notes. Once again, those are one of my favorite ways to pitch myself is a nice, sweet, and authentic voice note in the DM. But what I've learned about this is the more time I spent pitching, the not only better I got at it, knowing what to say and how to say it and how to really make myself show myself that I am an asset to what they have and what their audience is, but it built my confidence because every time I sent another pitch, I'm like, well, one, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. Okay, that's fine. Or I continue to pitch and eventually someone's going to say yes. And I'm not saying that and like eventually someone's going to, you know, give me an opportunity. No, like there's only so many no's you're going to get until there is a yes. And it only comes with persistence. If I'm never sending any pitches at all, I'm not getting any no's, but I'm also not getting any yeses. The more I sit down to pitch myself to opportunities, yeah, I'm going to get some no's, but I'm going to get some yeses. It's just a fact. What is that? Stats? Did did you ever take stats in high school or was it college? I never had to take that. Thank God. Also probably why I'm not that great at math, but it's fine. The worst that can happen is they say no. And what I've learned in these past couple of years as opportunities have kind of just started coming my way, I realized I have to put out what I want from the world. So if I'm sitting here and I'm saying, I'm never going to get on a podcast, but I also don't spend any time trying to, I'm never going to get a collaboration. I'm never going to get to work with this person that I really look up to. And I think we'd make a great partnership or I'm never going to get, 
If you're constantly thinking that and you're never putting any action to change that, well then yeah, that's going to be your outcome. What I have started looking at, especially in the beginning of the year and every quarter as I'm kind of refreshing and looking at my business and looking at my goals and kind of figuring out where I want to go with my brand, my personal brand, I have to tell myself, the opportunities that are right for me are going to come to me. As long as I am putting in the work, as long as I am showing up, I have to show up in order for the opportunity to show up in front of me. If I'm not showing up, then I'm never going to find the opportunities. I'm never going to make the connections. I'm never going to have the opportunity to network or put my name out there, put my voice out there. No matter how scary or how much imposter syndrome I might have, I have to show up if I want the opportunities to come my way. And it can be small. It can start small when we're looking for new ways to expand, whether it's our network or a business or a passion, our project, whatever we love. Maybe you're a content creator. You can start small. Start spending, like I said, one hour a month sourcing. Spend one hour of your week researching pitching templates and pitching tips and and different methods of doing so. And then set a goal for yourself. I am going to pitch one podcast a week. I'm going to pitch one event a week. I am going to send one voice note a week to someone I want to potentially network with on Instagram or on TikTok or wherever it may be, just to open up the flow of conversation. And as you start doing that, again, once the no's come, you're going to get some thick skin. Yes, you might have some bummers like, oh, I really wanted to partner with them, but it wasn't a great fit or they never responded or whatever happened. It wasn't the right opportunity. But then you're going to get those yeses and you're going to get those opportunities and you're going to be addicted. I'm telling you, you're going to be addicted to the excitement that comes with the potential opportunity. No matter how big or small, I still get pumped whenever I make a connection through my business or through the podcast that leads to something more, whether it's an entrepreneurial relationship or it's a collaboration or someone else giving me their stage, which is very, very powerful. In that same breath, I also want to encourage those who are more mature or more seasoned in their businesses or in their path or their career Give other people the opportunities that you were looking for when you were at their level. If you are a seasoned business owner and you have an audience, you have a stage, you have a podcast, you have a business, you have opportunities that you're able to give, be open to giving those. I think there is something really special about looking back in your journey once you're more seasoned and more mature and being like, I remember what it was like to be in my first year of business. I remember what it was like to be scared and have to maybe fake it till I made it with my confidence or have those first initial conversations with people and practice pitching and it's terrifying. And then how cool it is to be on the opposite end of it where you're seasoned and you understand and you have the confidence to do those things to give newbies their opportunity. I just think it's I think it's really fun and I'm exploring that more as I'm growing more in my business and realizing I'm not in my first or second year. I'm in my fourth year of this business and the outlook I have now I wish I could just go back and tell myself, "Hey, do these things and the opportunities you want will come. They truly will." Also, I never want to doubt the power 
of pitching something where you think it is way out of your league. There have been times where I have pitched to a podcast or an event or an opportunity where I'm like, I am qualified-ish, but this is a big deal and I'm probably just a small, small little ant on this very, very big farm, ground. Is that a, is that an analogy? I don't, I think I messed that one up. I'm a false, small, <laughs> I'm a small fish in a big pond, Jesus Christ. But there have been learning moments where I've pitched myself and I was qualified-ish and I got a no. And it was a confidence booster, not because of the no, but because of the balls that I had to have to be like, hey, I'm going to submit myself with probably hundreds of other people who are amazing and qualified and talented and educated. And I'm a total imposter right now, but I'm going to do it anyways. The learning moments, the learning moments, just like when I was a new mom, like I didn't have shit figured out, but I would pretend in my head I had been a mom for a hundred years to be like, okay, I've got this. All of the knowledge I need is right here. All of the confidence I need. I just need to fake it until I make it. And those slowly over time build, build, build until that confidence is really there. If you are interested, by the way, in pitching, I just have to, you know, slyly pitch my own business real quick. I do have a newsletter. It's called Earn After Reading. It is business related. So if you enjoy this podcast for the business side and you found me through my business, you might already be on the email list. If you're not really on the business side, but you love to hear stories and it inspires you or you want to be in entrepreneurship someday, you should subscribe to the newsletter, shameless plug, because yesterday's topic was all about pitching, especially to podcasts, which was interesting. So not only do you get an email every week, but you can also binge all the past editions. I've written about 35 of them and it is very, I should say, challenging and has really created some discipline in myself in my business specifically to flex that creative muscle every week. But it's fun. And so shameless plug, follow that. I'll link it in the description to you guys. So if you need to find it. The second thing I wanted to talk about besides podcast pitching, kind of veering away from the entrepreneurial topic. I was having a conversation the other day with two other podcasters and we were having a little Zoom chat and connecting on a potential collaboration. And they were both moms, also entrepreneurs. And we got on this topic. We were just kind of chit-chatting about motherhood and how crazy all of this is and how hard it is to run your business. And when you have children, man or woman, honestly, but we were talking about how hard it is to prioritize yourself not only in your business, but in your day-to-day if you are a parent, if you have a very maybe strenuous job or you have a business, you have responsibilities, you you are in charge of things. It's really easy to put ourselves on the back burner, on the last thing of the list to do for the day, right? We've done the house chores. We've done the things with the kids, the school and the snacks and the time and the bath. And then we've spent time, you know, we got to cook dinner and we got to do this. We got to work out, spend time with our partners. And you kind of realize the last thing we prioritize is maybe movement, maybe alone time, meditation. I know I'm even terrible at this. I never meditate or just spend time in silence. Hence why I love the gym because that is the time where I'm just kind of zenning out 
but we don't prioritize our mental health or our physical health. And if we do, it's usually the last thing we check off on our list. And me and these ladies were just chatting about how hard it is to serve others, whether it's your children or your boss at work or your customers at work or your business and your clients. How can you serve others if you aren't filling up your own cup, if you're not serving yourself first? I always kind of see it as like, I can't give someone else my best if I'm not at my best. Like I can't be the best mother. I can't be the best partner. I can't be the best leader if my mental health is not there, if I'm not keeping myself accountable, if I'm not taking care of myself. And there was a long time where I didn't. And I thought I was being my best self. I thought I was giving everything I possibly could. But there are so many arenas in my life where that was last, taking care of myself was last. And now that I'm slowly creeping my way into our healthy girl era, I'm realizing just the difference it makes, how I show up day to day, how I pay attention differently. Not that I'm perfect, not that I have everything figured out, not that I'm the perfect girlfriend or mom or anything, but I'm noticing small changes in myself that have made me think, hmm, there were so many areas I could have been doing more or I could have been pushing myself harder or showing up even in the small little details, right? Like reading a book with my kids or playing outside or even just my mood. I think when I'm not taking care of myself, my mood suffers, right? If I'm not getting sleep, if I don't feel good in my body, my mood is different. How I respond is different. And it's been really interesting learning, especially in these past two weeks as I've been really focused on my health and my mental and physical wellness, it's crazy how powerful we can be to those around us when we are serving ourselves and when we're taking care of ourselves and when we're pushing ourselves to be our best. Not only is it a fantastic role model, but it truly gives you the power to do, to operate at a higher frequency. Even going into my day-to-day confidence and how I feel and how I look. I've noticed in these past two weeks as I've been counting my macros, influencer girly, I literally counted them one day, which was yesterday. So (laughs) yeah, one day is better than nothing. I'm getting there, right? You have to date, what is it, 30 days till habits created? I don't fucking know. Regardless, in these past two weeks, as I have been eating better and getting rest and working out in the morning. So my days are refreshed and I haven't been drinking and like, I've been just kind of like zenning out and my confidence has skyrocketed. I had an episode I recorded. It was a few months ago, maybe about a month ago when I had all these audio fiascos, you guys remember the audio sucked. I had recorded an episode and I had shared how unhappy I was my body. And I'm almost glad I didn't put that out only because I feel like I was really just kind of talking down on myself into a mic, which is absolutely terrible for my self-esteem. But I had been feeling very down about myself and I had realized there were just small changes in my day that 
have made a huge difference. And I'm not saying, yes, obviously the eating better, the alcohol, but it doesn't have to be that drastic. I'm not telling you you have to go freaking start, start guzzling kombucha and eating granola bars and cleansing and whatever. There were small changes and are small changes now I've started making that just make a difference. For example, getting dressed for the day. Right now I'm recording. I'm wearing like some cute jeans and a little top. Instantly feeling on top of the world. I put on a little bit of makeup. My hair's in a bun. I'm not looking like a rat king. If you don't know what that is, (laughs) you need to go see it right now. The fact that I just said that on this podcast is hilarious because Josh brought this up one time years ago. Search it right now, Rat King. And I can never unsee this image, just trigger warning. It's disgusting. It's about rats. Anyways, that's how I usually look on a day-to-day basis. I get up, I go to the gym, I look like a rat king, and I stay in my gym clothes all day until the nighttime. Literally like in the past week, I have been going to the gym in the morning, coming home, showering so I don't smell like a freaking swamp ass, and then put on some normal clothes, maybe jeans, maybe a cute little dress, and instantly I just feel like I'm being more productive. I know it sounds like the just smallest little detail, but I think us women too, like we want to feel good and we want to feel put together. And it's almost like if I look put together, I feel like my life is more put together, which is maybe somewhat true. I don't know. Small things like that. Or for example, getting eight hours of sleep a night. I know it may be hard for some of us, but like reading before bed, right? Just these little tiny things in our day that can change the dynamic, change the output of the day. We feel better. We feel more accomplished. Maybe you go to the gym in the morning and you're like ready to go for the day. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, doing those things on a day-to-day basis, even when you don't feel great, just amplify that confidence. And I realized those small things add up to the bigger things. And once I'm able to start doing something small every day, like a tiny habit for me, like a couple months ago, I started my skincare journey. I think you guys might remember I had talked about it on one of the first episodes. I bought Lauren Bostick's book and started doing skincare more seriously. And I've been doing it for eight months now. And it was hard at first. I would forget often to do all the steps. And you know, I bought like the roller and then I would do stuff only sometimes of the day and not others. Now I've been habitual with it. And it's like, okay, if I can accomplish that, I can accomplish not drinking for 30 days. And then if I can accomplish not drinking for 30 days, maybe I could do 75 hard. And then maybe if I do 75 hard, it's just like stacks on each other. Your resilience, your discipline, your self-esteem, your ability to fill up your cup and challenge yourselves. That's also what I think is important about this is I'm not saying go fill up your cup and do things that just make you feel good because there are a lot of things that make us feel good that don't actually serve us. Mm, Hello, wine. Wine makes me feel great. Does a bottle of wine every night serve me? Probably not. So I'm not saying go and do everything that just feels good, but do things that actually bring positivity to you, whether it's physically, whether it's discipline, whether it's mental toughness, right? Learning to meditate, learning to learning in general, gaining knowledge, whatever it is that can benefit you, the more you start doing those things and hitting new, unlocking new levels of yourself, really, 
I feel like the possibilities are just endless and every arena just kind of folds into itself. You know what I mean? The more confident you are in how you look, the more outgoing and confident you will be when you show up to something or when you pitch yourself, the more magnetic you'll be. The better you feel, the more energy you'll have to spend time with the people you love, like your family or your kids. The more rest you have and time to refresh, the more creative you're going to be. Like I notice that in my business a ton. When I have time off to just like decompress, for example, like Christmas break, I took off pretty much like a week and a half of work. I returned so refreshed, so much more creative. I was able to give myself the time I needed to pour into myself so I could come back to my business with like fresh eyes. So if you're an artist or you're creative, those things will unlock levels that you don't know exist. I'm keeping this episode short again today. I mentioned last time I am testing out these like, you know, little shorter snippet episodes, just enough for maybe like a walk, cardio while you're getting ready in the morning on the drive to work, whatever it may be, a little little 30 minute talk with tea. Oh, I like that. 30 minute talk with tea. That was kind of good. With that being said, I know this was a word vomit of mental development, so self-development, whatever you want to call it. But I was just really ruminating on these topics this week of pitching and opportunities and bettering yourself. And I wanted to spread that encouragement to you, spread that love to you. And if you go and read that newsletter about pitching and you decide, hmm, I need to test out my skills, pitch to me, guys. You can go on the website, ironicallyserious.com, and there is a guest form you can fill out to pitch yourself. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, do you have a crazy story? Do you have a beautiful life experience? You started a business, you did something wild. Just anyone who wants to tell their story, this is a platform that I've created to do that. And so pitch yourself, read the newsletter first, and then pitch yourself, and it will be a grand old time. As always, you guys, I appreciate you listening and supporting Ironically Serious. If you want to show me a little bit of love this week, send to a friend, share on Instagram, like, subscribe, follow. You know the drill. And I will see you guys right here next Friday on Ironically Serious. Later, girlie.